Hey guys, William Nunn here, host of One Shot's D&D Character Podcast. And the voice of Odysseus Claw! And I am here to let you guys know that an audiobook that I'm in, a full cast audiobook, mind you, is out on SoundCloud right now for you to listen to for free. That's right. Pursuit of Orlinia is the name, and it is written by T.S. Wyland, who uh, cast me as the interviewer, who you will hear in Chapter 21. But that's not the only familiar voice you're going to hear in this. You also get to hear Ezra Vervin and the amazing Kelsey Mayer, whose character is Robin, who you will actually see on the poster of this audiobook and is also the love interest of Antony, who is a billionaire who is actually trying to win a bet against his close friend that he could survive out in the slums and ends up meeting a woman that is beyond who he could have imagined. And it is a wonderful romance. It is a really neat story. And I am honestly 100% thrilled to not only be in it, but to also have my name amongst an amazing cast of incredible voice actors. So please, if you have time after you listen to this episode of One Shot's D&D Character Podcast, look down in the description below, click on the link to SoundCloud, and go listen to an immersive, wonderful experience that I really hope you will enjoy. And now, let's get back to a new episode of One Shot's D&D Character Podcast. Huh. All right, then. So, I need to not speak like I'm the host of I'd Buy That For A Dollar, so let me uh, just go back to... Oh, Christ, now I'm, now I'm Matt Smith from Doctor Who. <laughs> <sighs> oh, this whole thing and Geronimo and all this and everything else. I, I just have to talk talk with my hands and be able to do all this. And you know what? Screw it. I'm going to be the one opening wound shots today. In a vast multiverse full of discovery and danger. Comrades from far and wide will unite for a new call to adventure. Doctor Who, the one-shot D&D character podcast edition. Or how do you want to go about it? Maybe just one-shot D&D character podcast created by William Nunn. All right, I'm done. I'm going to go talk to Clara. Clara? Clara? We're going to go? Yes? No? Yeah, yes. Why couldn't I have stuck on Donna? <laughs> Good old Doctor Who humor. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of One Shot's D&D Character Podcast. My name is William Nunn, the host of the show, and the voice of Odysseus Claw, who is the tragic dragonborn bard who lost his entire Bahamut feeder clan to the slaying of, well, not to the slaying, but they were slayed by the Dark Unicorns, who saw their performance one night, hated it, particularly, very likely hated Odysseus's. And uh, wiped them out, except for him. Odysseus does not know why, but he fled. He got to learn how to fight, be a outlander. All thanks to his uh, family from the dinosaur side of the family, if you will. Because his mom was a dinosaur, T-Rex to be exact, and his dad was a dragon. And uh, he's uh, now on the hunt to find the Dark Unicorns. And he knows that they are in Avernus, which is very, very far south in the realm. So he's just continuously moving south, and as he continues to move south, he will meet some very interesting Dungeons & Dragons-created characters made by fellow voice actors and friends. And I am here with Words, who has... Yes, that's 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 the name we are going by today. Words. And uh, Words will say some words. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Words. I represent everything that you ever read. Uh, what's up? <laughs> 
It's actually a great. That's actually a great a great subtitle for, for you. you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you are everything. <laughs> I'm all. Um, Give you know, me I should. Everything. But I, I want guess. some of it. I attempt at Snook. <laughs> you must have everything. Everything. Will you play us today? Oh, hello. Uh, my name is Shimony Brass. Uh, I'm a I'm a scribe and uh and uh, uh uh I guess something of a swordsman. So uh I, I'm I've been known to get my way out of a couple of sticky wickets. Couple of sticky wickets. I like that. I like that. This will be very fun. Definitely different. <laughs> And uh, uh, I I I will uh, I will see what Odysseus will do here. Um, so uh, as uh, could you repeat your character's name one more time for me, please? Yes, my name is Timony Brass. T i m m a n y b r a s s. Timothy Braff. Okay, so with Timothy, um, what would you think would be a good what what would you think would be a good spot for Timothy and Odysseus Claw to meet? Um, you were you were heading south, right, to to find like the the dark unicorns from correct. Yep. Okay. Um. Well, as something of a scholar, um, I read books constantly about uh about people who travel, and uh, if these dark unicorns had been way way up north, uh, I probably would have caught wind of them. So if there is uh, perhaps a um, a repository of knowledge somewhere that I could be learning more about these mysterious dark unicorns, I think that'd be a good spot. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Like a like a a very fancy library or something. Would you say that would be pretty fitting? I do. Alrighty then. So Decius Claw is he's at this library and uh, he is trying to figure out uh, what he can learn about something that he learned in a, a not a few episodes ago maybe somewhere along those lines uh he heard about there being um in a weird crazy vision that he experienced that odysseus should not be allowed to come into avernus and him coming there could disrupt what's known as the blood war or blood wars i'm not sure how we've if we've said it singular or plural by now if it's i think it's probably blood war but more or less odysseus wants to learn more about the blood war before he gets to Avernus, because he's going there no matter what the consequences are. So dead set, gotta he, get there. He he's he is dead set. He's walking around the library and he found he found a really huge text for Blood War, but unfortunately, it's kind of a knockoff of Game of Thrones with a better ending. <laughs> and so he decided to read that. Get really overwhelmed at one point. Just goes, "Oh my goodness, Jon Snow is actually." Did he really? Oh my goodness! I can't believe that happened. This is such a great ending. Why couldn't we have gotten this before? Uh, uh, hey, are are you reading of of blood and sinew? 
Yes, yes, I am reading a blood in, of blood and sinew. I thought this would be about the uh, blood war that's in Avernus. I'm, I'm trying to do my research on it, but I, I couldn't sit down. Well, I could sit down. I, I've been standing up reading this the whole time, and I've been just, just absorbed in the text and everything else, and all this going here and there with Daenerys and Jon Snow and Tyrion Lannister and all these others. And, and there's even a whole crazy thing with... Bran Stark! I just couldn't... It was it was very well done. It wasn't disappointing or anything. I was really pleased. I'm so glad I found this. And if I didn't have to travel all the way to Avernus, I would be very, very willing to buy it right now. This whole book. Just sit down and read it during my travels. Unless there's an audiobook version. Yeah, I mean, if there's an audiobook version, you gotta tell me about it. I'm just glad the book is finished, personally. Uh, but... but what, you said you were reading up on the Blood War? Yes, yes. Oh, but do I, do I have, a, do I have, a, do I have some, some news for you? I happen to know quite a bit about the Blood War. Oh, I'd be more than happy to hear what you have to say. Before we, before we do, let's find a spot to sit down. And um, my name is Odysseus Claw. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Timony, Timony Brass. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Um, okay, so, ooh, these are very nice couches here. Oh, mm. Let me drink from my canteen. I'm so excited. Oh, let me just drink off that. Oh. Oh, <sighs> my little sip. Yes, yeah, always good to have a sip. <laughs> Can I get some sip? I probably <laughs> should keep my voice down a little bit. We're in a library for Bahamut's sake. I was going to say the librarian looks kind of mad. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't tell if that librarian is actually short or if just from the way he's sitting. Uh, I've I never bothered to look behind the desk, but I bet it's a stool. He looks kind of short. Okay. Could be a, could be a halfling for all I know. Mm. I've been an elf my whole life, so I, I don't I don't normally bother with most people. Because uh, I, I, I figure I, I, I have enough problems on my own. What with my grace and elegance. You know, that whole thing. That's fair, that's fair. So, what can you tell me about the Blood War? Oh, boy, howdy. So, uh, so for starters, did you know it didn't actually start as a war? No, I didn't. No, yeah. It was, the crazy, crazy thing was, it started as an argument over a board game. Seriously? Between demons and devils? Yes. It, so, devils have this game. Uh, it's an ancient, dark secret. It is called Monopoly. Monopoly? Yes. It's, it's a game where demons trade souls back and forth, uh, and they do that by acquiring sections of hell and d- divvying them up. But you can buy and trade your, your, your sections of hell for greater profits. And the games are said to last for millennia, and people never escape them. But... The blood war began when an argument uh, occurred over the rules. Hmm. Mm-hmm. If so, if I were to show up in Averna, somehow their dealings with the other nine circles of hell must be in jeopardy if I come in and do something that they don't want them to do. I could bring about a whole fucking conundrum of chaos to those creeps. Exactly. If you confuse the rules even further, you you could you you could just 
whip the whole thing into a frenzy. No one would know what was happening anymore. Huh. Well, this is some excellent advice. Thank you so much. Do, do you have any other bits of info you could share with me? Do, do you know anything about Avernus you could share as well? Um, yes, actually. Um, so, uh, uh let me just grab my book real quick. I, I, it's got, like, a, a big list of demons, devils, and whatnot. Uh, sure, sure. Avernus, Avernus, uh, oh, uh, uh, right here. Avernus. So, um, probably the most important part about Avernus that I, that I heard about in my travels, um, there is a magnificent, uh, gilded door. That it can only be opened by those of pure heart. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, I have to have pure heart to be able to open a door to a Venus? I, I, if, if I, if I'm understanding these old texts properly, it, what, what they, what they were trying to do was, it was a way to prevent people, uh, uh, from, like, from joining forces with darkness behind oh. the door. So only those of pure heart could could venture into Avernus. Wow. Yeah. I must learn how to make myself more pure. I mean, I'd like to think I'm a very kind dragonborn, but I do have my little bits of tempers and my whole uh, things of where I will randomly remember the night of the murdering of my theater clan, and I will go into a bit of a rage and all that, but... Those, those are, those are less me being an asshole and more of just reacting. I, I like to think, I, unless I'm totally wrong. Um, oh no, it sounds fine. Your... Okay, okay. Um, so there's a gate mm-hmm. that I could go through if I have pure heart. Yeah, and going in can disrupt their monopoly. What else can you share? Would you like to know the greatest secret of Avernus? Yes. I I can't show this to anybody. I I picked this up once when I was traveling with the merchant, and uh, they traded it to me uh, for for tales of adventure and heroism. Um, oh. here here in my bag I hold a vial, and in this vial resides a teardrop of the great devil himself, Lucifer. Indeed. Huh. I should tell David about this. If you if you must. But well, this... Oh, you don't want to. No, no, no. I'm, I was just thinking that he grew up in Lucifer's nunnery, so just knowing that you have a possession of a teardrop of Lucifer himself, he'd be probably thinking that's kind of hysterical, but uh, I'm just... Go on, go on. Of course, of course. Um... It is said that this teardrop, uh, when 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 presented to Lucifer uh, in, in in combat, it might be the only thing that could render him vulnerable. Oh, it, this is myth and legend, of course, but I've I've held on to it for this long uh, in hopes that I could one day visit Avernus. But I've got my own vices, and you know the pure of heart thing is whoop, out the window. So. <laughs> Um, so, would you say I'd probably have better luck going in than you? I guess. At this point, likely. I've been, I've been, I've been cheating on my cheat on my on my diet pretty much every day. So, I, uh, I, 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 I'd have to probably go do a bunch of prayer and stuff to get my heart back to good. 
Oh, well, I mean, if you if you really need help, I mean, I do know some recipes. Like, there's, uh, if, if you want to eat something really delicious, not worry about your weight, uh, there's chicken taco soup, there's minestrone soup, there's, uh, a way where you can have chicken and potatoes and carrots and chicken broth that's really good. Oh my goodness, it's making my stomach growl. Just stop it, Odysseus, stop! Okay. Uh, Odysseus, do you, do you eat a lot of soups? Well, uh, I had to learn how while I've been living on my own, so if, if there was never an opportunity for me to go somewhere, I could always hunt a creature and turn the bones that, it, well, the ones that I kill anyway, I could turn the bones into broth and be able to do it that way, and then other bits and pieces that I would usually customize together from places I've gone to and such. It's a nice way to condense and make meals just a bit more healthy and flavorful, you know? Oh, uh, well, I'll tell you what, Odysseus. How about I trade you this tier of Lucifer for those recipes? Oh, okay. Um, let me see here. Odysseus is uh, flicking through his recipe notes. He's got a whole list of recipes, and he finds two pages that have the soup recipes that he's mentioned already, but then there's also another one. Oh, and um, here's another recipe on this exact same piece of paper, and I do think it would serve you very well. Don't worry, I have it in memory. Ah, good. Thank you. It is what is known as... Uh, chicken tacos. I, I don't know if you've had tacos before, but they are very, very delicious. I've never heard of such a delicacy where I'm from. Uh, the Elven lands mostly Ooh. make rabbit stuff. Oh, conies are pretty delicious, but tacos are... Un- oh, coney tacos. That would actually be pretty damn good. Um, so, idio, if you get, uh, tortilla sh- Well, no, no, don't, don't do the tortilla shells yet. You start with the chicken. You heat that up. Then you heat up the wild rice according to the directions. Then you heat up black beans or pinto beans, your preference. Make sure that they are boiling. And once they are boiled, you drain them of whatever juice came in their can. Then once the rice and the beans are done, the chicken is cooked, which I would definitely make sure that the uh, chicken is, well, if you're using chicken thighs, you can just put that in the oven or cook it on a skillet and then put it in the oven. It's up to you. I will probably just use those from now on, but chicken breast tenderloins are very good as well. You can heat those on a skillet for about 10 minutes on each side till they get that really nice orange crusty coloration from the oil and the seasonings that you do, which I usually recommend at the very least salt and pepper and maybe some garlic. Garlic and herbs, actually. Mm. It's gotta have spices on it. I gotta have spice. Gotta have spice. And then, and then you heat that in the oven for eight minutes at 350 degrees. Then you take it out, you slice up the chicken, you mix it with the rice and the beans, and then you add in verde sauce. It's a street sauce, and it just makes the, the, the whole flavor of everything just a little bit more special. Then you take your skillet, you add in some more oil, so that way you can be able to uh, cook your tortilla shells. And you put in your little tortilla shells. I'd recommend corn tortilla shells, though flour ones are good too. You cook your tor- you, 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 you cook it on one side for a little bit until it starts to get to that, a very nice coloration. You flip it over, then you add whatever cheese you want. I usually go for mozzarella. Um, add in your cheese then at least three spoonfuls of your meat and verde sauce mixture. Because if you put in too much, it's not all going to stay inside the taco. It's all going to just fall apart, which it's fine if it falls apart, but you don't want to have it be way too fucking messy and such. So, you heat that up, 
And uh, oh, and you also added some extra cheese so that once you fold the tortilla shell with uh, a tong, you will be able to uh, oh, add some cheese on top of that and then use the tong to, to move the taco over so that way you have it looking like a half-on-half uh, -half bread sort of archway thing that looks like the mouth of a sandworm. It's really cool. And then... Um, you, uh, the cheese will keep everything together as it's cooking, and you flip it back over uh, after maybe a minute or minutes cooking on that side, and if the cheese is starting to look like how it does on a grilled cheese, where the cheese is really starting to kind of melt and crusty, crust up a little bit and get itself all nice and bubbly and whatever, then you're definitely getting that good old heat mixture and such. And then you flip it back again just to double check on the coloration, but try not to burn it. Please don't burn it. And if it looks good to you, then put it on your plate. Do that for as many tortilla shells as you'd like. Put your meat in verde sauce mixture in the fridge. And, good lord, please, whenever you're about to take a bite, add in just a drip or so of verde sauce to whatever you're about to sink your teeth into, so that way every single bite is going to be so fucking delicious. And that's it. That's the, the chicken taco recipe. And if you want to add tomatoes, if you want to add cilantro, lettuce, whatever, feel free. But that's usually how I do it. Tim, Timony's um, eyes are wide with wonder at this magnificent taco recipe. Uh, he takes off his hat and there's a tear running down his face. He goes, I... I have never been happier <laughs> to trade away something Aww. so magical in my life. I, I, truly, you you want to help me re 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 reclaim that which I've lost with my vice, which which pretty much probably one of the best recipes I've ever heard. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, and it's so easy to do. You just have to make sure you keep an eye on it. Don't don't go around trying to play play with creatures that are trying to be all cute and cuddly. And don't try to watch TV when it's going on. Just just make sure that you you keep a good eye on it, and you follow you follow the directions. And I promise you, it's going to turn out fantastic. But also trust your instincts, and that's another thing. You can have a you can have a bite of that first taco and go, hmm, that needs a little something else. And then once you put in the second taco and the skillet and the oil, which I would recommend every time you're adding a new tortilla shell to a skillet, add in just a little extra oil, because that oil is going to be absorbed a whole lot on that first tortilla shell. So make sure that you do kind of keep that in consistency, so that way you're not having, like, a really dried, dried taco, unless you're more of a fan of that. Ooh, and if you wanted to, you could season your tortilla shells as well. I haven't really thought of that. There's just so much, there's so much you could do with a taco! You could be crazy with it! I... I am so stricken by inspiration, I want to go cook now! <laughs> I've just given you an inspiration point! Thank you! I got a six. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. All right, so, um, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to uh, just gently put the papers in your bag here, and, um, so what exactly does this, could, could I hold on to the, to the little veil with the tear, please? 
Uh, yeah, he hands you a vial with a single floating purple, almost pearl inside. Okay. Huh. This thing is... It's so f- small. And yet, I feel like it really shouldn't be that threatening to someone so powerful, but it it may, may be. You never know. I mean... The greatest, the greatest of walls can be broken down by a stick. It just about, it just matters uh, where you where you place the attack. Oh, if you're Thor, I mean that could be a whole different circumstance there. But you, I, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> then you just be hella strong. <laughs> oh, indeed, indeed. Well, um, is uh, if I were to encounter Lucifer and. Uh, Avernus, would you say that um, there is a... Uh, would you say it's better to just, like, flick the tear on him, or would it be better to uh, be able to... Uh, oh, gosh, what's the word? Uh, would it be better just kind of show it to kind of warn him off? Would he freak out over that, or would he just laugh at me? Uh, um, do you have any text about Lucifer himself? Um, As, as far as my pulls another book out, uh, information tells me, um, the tear, when it was separated from him, uh, he lost a piece of himself. And if it were to rejoin him, that is what would weaken him. Oh! Being a master self, chef like yourself, I would imagine if you could get him to maybe ingest it, oh, he might be in for a world of trouble. Okay! Wow! I think I have a a plan to move forward with Avernus. I have insurance! <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's comforting? Are you going to go to where hell is at? Yes, that's what I've been saying this whole time. I didn't quite parse that. That seems dangerous, but I won't stop you. I just want you to know, please stay okay. alive. I will do my best. It, it will be dangerous, I am sure. But I really do need to make sure that... Um, oh, um, you wouldn't happen to know if those books that you have, if they're available in the library as well, or maybe I could get some copies by any chance, would you? Uh, these are from my personal stash, but I could part with a couple. Okay, uh, which ones could you part with? Um, here is Avernus for Dummies. Okay. And uh, my... Ooh. Ooh, uh, this one's pretty good. Um, this one's Seven Devils in a Pizza Place. It's how I learned about the Monopoly game. Um, it's, it's sort of like a, a, a fable about the devils, but it's, it's actually uh, like a, a, a myth about about their you know customs and stuff like that. Okay. Ooh. Ages. Hmm. This seems more like it would be uh, a book for youngsters, but I I don't see the see the the flaw in knowing at least some knowledge here. So, oh, that's 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 the beauty of it. It it looks like it's meant for kids, but uh, in 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 the the colorful characters and in the the friendly words are are hidden messages for thinkers. You can you can decipher great insight from this. I most certainly could. Wow. Thank you so much. Well, this, this saves me some coin, and it saves me some uh, some time. I will, uh, he puts them in his bag. This will definitely aid me so much. Uh, 
you, you, you've offered me so much and have done so much. I, I would feel, I would feel really bad if I, uh, especially since you are a feral traveler as well. He, he just takes out his uh, little pouch and he just says, "Here's, here's thirty gold pieces for your trouble." Whoa, Kink! I, you're um, you're a, you're a bard, right? I am. Could I get a little bit of a song? Oh, of course, of course. <clears throat> As a party um, gift. Could we maybe not do it in the library? That's a good idea. <laughs> okay, so uh, we, go, we go outside. It's just instinctually. We both know, like, yeah, probably best would be outside. So we're going outside. It's lovely outside. It's got a very smooth wind. There's... Um, the trees are barely moving, but it's, it's it's kind of like spring. It just feels really... It's the hot air with the cool breeze, as Pink Floyd would say. Yeah. So, he's over there, and uh, he's uh, he's got his lute out. He's tuning it. He's getting it all situated. And he looks at words, and uh, he... Or not words. Uh, Hello. Uh, Kimothy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, so, so, he... Uh, he wants to uh, sing a song. He, he's uh, strumming away, uh, and, and he gets himself ready to sing. And he's and he's singing a song that he's heard before from someone else, but he hasn't he hasn't written this one. So this is one he just kind of heard, and he's trying to trying his best to remember it. Ching 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 ching, train, ding 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 ding, ching ching do 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 do. Oh, oh. So, so you think you can tell? Dragon heavens from a Venice! Blue skies from pain! Can you tell a green field? From a cold red field, a smile from a devil-laden veil, or do you think you can tell? Do 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 do, Oh, there was a, there was another part of the song here. Oh, um, I totally forgot about this part. Um, did I get you to trade your heroes for ghosts? Yeah. Okay. I, wait. I think I did do that one already. Did I do that one already? I didn't hear it. Yes. Wait. Well, yeah. Oh. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I think <laughs> I. I think I. Ah, this was. This was such a weird song that I heard. Did they tell? Did they get you to trade your heroes for ghosts? Of course not. Hard ashes for trees. Hot air for the cool breeze. No, actually, no. I'm actually way, way off here. Do you think you could? T oh. Okay. Yep. 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 I'm, I am way off here. Did you get to, did they get you to trade 
Your heroes for ghosts. Hard ashes for trees. Hard hair for a cool breeze. Cold comfort for change. Did you exchange gold pieces? A walk on part in the blood war for a lead role in a furnace. And he strums again, but this time he does it just a little bit better. I got it right! I got it right! <laughs> How I wish, how I wish you were here. We're just two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl. Year after year. Running over the same old crowd. What have we found? The same old friends. Wish my mother was here. I know her soul is fine, same but I don't her. Odysseus, calm down. Pure heart, remember? Or is this pure? Is this pure? I. But what is love if not grief preserving? Or is it the other way around? What is grief if not love preserving? I think that was beautiful. You 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 did? I do. Oh. You seemed a little hey, surprised. He just, <laughs> just gives you a really big hug. Ah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And he blows his nose. Ah. <laughs> oh. Well. I think I need to go walk these tears off. I would I would feel like I could get my cry out a little bit better when I'm alone. And then I could travel forth with confidence and a pure heart. Right. I know you can do it, Odysseus. And he pulls out his pouch once more, and he flicks to you a, a really shiny silver piece. What's this one for? Oh, that one? That's for listening to my song. <laughs> well... Thank you. I'll keep it forever. No, no, you don't need to keep it forever. Just, you know, use it to help yourself out. Use it at a strip club if you need to. Just do what you need to do to make yourself happy with it. Oh, I got this 30 gold over here, too. I was, <laughs> I was gonna... I was gonna use I mean, that, yes. mostly. But that's oh, fair. Yeah, you could use it. You could use it for the taco recipe. Use it for <sighs> any recipe. You're right. <laughs> he runs off to go get tacos. Okay, well... I will be off trying to get these tears to go away. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Um. One one thing I think I think I've mentioned this in the past, and if not, I will mention it now. There's been multiple circumstances throughout One Shot Steendy Character Podcast where there's stuff that. I hope will happen down the line, and then all of a sudden, somebody else kind of makes it happen, <laughs> and you not only did that to give us lore about the Blood War, mm -hmm. 
but <laughs> one of the stories is from a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> So Odysseus is going to go into a Vernus thinking, like, I've got all the knowledge I need for it, and it's from a fucking kid's book. <laughs> How will it turn out? You'll have to listen out? to find out. <laughs> we will see, because the Avernus saga is, um, is, uh, it, it is coming, and I, I now have it was going to be five episodes. It's now going to be six. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be six. We're we're going to. I will. Uh, I will find a Lucifer for Odysseus to interact with. That will be. That will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it's going to be fucking great. I love it. I I am so happy that this turned out to be so much fun and that you got to make a major contribution to the Avernus saga, my friend. Thank you so much, Words, for being on the show. For sure. This was super fun. I, I, I cannot wait for the Avernus saga now because that's going to be awesome. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Everybody, all of you listening, go follow him. Where where can they follow you, Words? Um, hey, uh, if you want to follow me on the internet, um, you can do it in one of two places. Uh, on Twitter, I am at wordsy underscore vo. Uh, and if you want to follow more D and D related content, um, I run a uh, actual play of the anime system OVA uh, every every other Friday, uh, and you can find out more information about that uh, at, on Twitter at at Harbor Tales. Awesome. I will definitely have those in the description box. And uh, for those of you who would like to follow me, please do on Instagram at the voice that cooks and on Twitter at voice that cooks. And with that, uh, Twitter is probably the best place to get the latest updates on one shots D and D character podcast. But also if you enjoyed all the food recipes I mentioned, um, you are welcome to look at my photos and uh, see the food there yourself. And hopefully, maybe this episode will inspire you to want to make tacos for the first time or make them again. I hope it does. And if it and if you do, please do let me know and show me pictures. Let me know what they look like, how they turned out. I'd be very grateful to hear, hear about it and see them. Um, and also, do leave us a review on wherever you are listening to One Shot's D&D Character Podcast and let us know what you think of the show so far. And particularly, what was your favorite moment in this episode? Words, do you have any uh, final words to say before we wrap up? Uh, just the fact that before we started, I got tacos. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is pretty Very incredible. nice. What was, what was in them? Um, I, I actually got something pretty simple because it was just a snack. So it was just a, it was a, it was beans, uh, lettuce, uh, a little bit of sour cream, some cheese, some, uh, some ground beef, and verde sauce. Nice, nice, nice. Verde sauce. That is necessary. I will never be without it whenever I make tacos from this point on. Unless there's like another street sauce that I haven't used yet, which I, I do want to try others. I really do want to experiment, but verde sauce is my love. I love it very much. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And as, and as always, if Bahamut doesn't give you song, you just sing it anyway. And make sure you sing it pretty damn well, because oh, my, my whole wish you were here rendition was just crazy. <laughs> Alrighty then. Bye, guys. Good night, everyone, and thank you. Thank you.